Hello, this is Yusra from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 13th of December. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 7,350 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, taking the total tally of infections to 3.47 crores since the beginning of the pandemic in January last year. The official death toll rose to 4.75 lakh with 202 deaths in the last 24 hours. India's Omicron tally rose to 38 after Andhra Pradesh, Chandigarh and Kerala reported their first infections on Sunday. Maharashtra and Karnataka also recorded one case each of the latest coronavirus variant on Sunday. India has administered 133.17 crore vaccine doses under the ongoing vaccination drive in the country. Despite a global Omicron scare, India's weekly COVID cases are reported to be the lowest in 19 months. The country's current COVID-19 recovery rate stands at 98.37%. According to a report in the Associated French Press, United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson set a target on Sunday for giving booster doses of COVID-19 vaccine to everyone above the age of 18 by the end of December to tackle the looming tidal wave of the Omicron variant. As the country's coronavirus alert level was raised to 4 due to the spread of the new strain, the prime minister in a televised address said that two vaccine doses will not be enough to contain it. In India, however, Dr. Samiran Panda, head of epidemiology and communicable diseases, Indian Council of Medical Research, said that the COVID-19 booster shots can wait and the current focus should be to fully vaccinate 80% of the eligible population, the Hindu reported. Following a 49-year-old man from Dharavi testing positive for the Omicron variant of the coronavirus on Friday, the Brahman Mumbai Municipal Corporation has announced aggressive measures to curb the spread of coronavirus in Asia's largest slum, the Indian Express reported. The measures will include cleaning of toilets five times a day and door-to-door testing. Tamil Nadu Health Minister M.A. Subramanian on Sunday asked all educational institutions in the state to ensure all of its students above the age of 18 are fully vaccinated, India Today reported. The minister's order came as clusters of coronavirus cases were reported among students at the Anna University campus in Chennai last week. According to NDTV, the Regional Medical Research Centre of Assam has created a kit that can detect the new Omicron variant within two hours. A Kolkata-based company, GCC Biotech has taken on the charge of producing the kit in bulk based on a public-private partnership model. On Sunday, the United Kingdom and Denmark were put on Israel's red list banning passengers coming from these countries, Reuters reported. 50 African countries currently feature on Israel's red list. With a surge in cases after the discovery of the Omicron variant in November, South Africa has entered its fourth wave of the pandemic, the Hindustan Times reported. Country's president Cyril Ramaphosa is one of the people infected by the virus, having tested positive on Sunday. According to the World Health Organization, the Omicron variant appears to spread faster than the Delta strain, and preliminary findings indicate that it reduces the efficacy of vaccines. The coronavirus has infected 270 million people all over the world and caused 5.3 million deaths since the pandemic broke out in January 2020, according to Johns Hopkins University. The families of civilians killed by the security forces in Nagaland earlier this month have refused to accept any compensation from the government until the officers involved in the killings are punished and the Armed Forces Special Powers Act repealed, Scroll reported. On the evening of Saturday, December 4th, the Indian Army's 21 Para Special Force opened fire at a van carrying coal miners from Tiru to Oting in Nagaland's Mon district, killing six on board. The army claims that it had apparently mistaken the group of workers for insurgents. A crowd then set fire to vehicles belonging to the army in protest, which again opened fire, killing seven more civilians. 
Violence spilled over into Sunday after locals entered a camp of the Assam Rifles in the district headquarters of Mon in the afternoon, resulting in at least one more casualty after security forces fired back at protesters. In response to these civilian killings, political parties, Naga armed groups, civil society organizations and tribal bodies renewed an old demand for the repeal of the Armed Forces Special Powers Act. Under the pretext of maintaining law and order, the act gives the military powers to search, arrest and to open fire if deemed necessary, and that too with a certain degree of impunity from prosecution. The act was lifted from Meghalaya in April 2018 but continues to be in effect in Nagaland, Jammu and Kashmir, Assam and parts of Manipur and Arunachal Pradesh. The village council of Otting and families of the deceased persons on Sunday also demanded that the Armed Forces Special Powers Act be repealed. The village council of Otting also said in a statement and I quote, "The village council Otting and the victim family will not receive compensation until and unless the culprit of 21 para commandos of the Indian Armed Forces are brought to justice before the Civil Court of Law and Armed Forces Special Powers Act is repealed from the entire northeastern region of India." Unquote. The government of Nagaland had assured last week that it would appeal to the center to repeal the Armed Forces Special Powers Act, scroll reported. Nagaland Chief Minister Nefu Rio and his Meghalayan counterpart Conrad Sangma have also individually called for scrapping of the law. They are both allies of the Bharatiya Janata Party. To understand more about the Armed Forces Special Powers Act, the anger of the Naga people and the sequence of events that took place in the northeastern state earlier this month, read Samrat's report on newslaundry.com titled Ambush, Mob Fury and a Lawless Law: A Timeline of What Happened in Nagaland on December 4th. And if you like what we do, then support us. Become a paying subscriber and support independent media. On Monday, the people of Ladakh observed a Bund demanding statehood for the Union Territory and separate Lok Sabha seats for Leh and Kargil districts. According to a report in the Greater Kashmir, the shutdown was called by the apex body of Leh and the Kargil Democratic Alliance, two prominent groups representing political, religious, and social organizations in Ladakh. These two organizations had been formed after the center on August 5, 2019, abrogated Article 370 of the Indian Constitution, which gave special status to Jammu and Kashmir. The erstwhile state was split into the union territories of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. The center had also scrapped Article 35A, which empowered the Jammu and Kashmir's legislature to define the permanent residents of the state and provide them with special rights and privileges. Another demand of the Leh Apex body and the Kargil Democratic Alliance includes the implementation of safeguards under the 6th schedule of the constitution which guarantees a degree of autonomy and protection for tribal areas of the country. The president of the Leh Apex body, Thupstan Chivang, told the Times of India that transporters, hotel owners associations and other stakeholders had promised them their support for the band. He also added that army vehicles Passengers going to boat flights and students appearing for examinations were not stopped during the band. Pharmacies were also allowed to remain open, Chivang said. The organizations had previously met Union Minister Nityanand Rai to discuss their demands, but according to Asghar Ali Karbala, the co-chairperson of the Kargil Democratic Alliance, no headway has been made even after 3 months of the meeting, scroll reported. Prime Minister Narendra Modi inaugurated the first phase of the Kashi Vishwanath corridor today on Monday. ANI reported The Prime Minister reached his parliamentary constituency Uttar Pradesh's Varanasi early on Monday and before the inauguration visited a temple and interacted with people in the city The Kashi Vishwanath corridor is a 400 meter corridor which connects the temple to the banks of the river Ganga According to the Hindu the work on the corridor started in 2019 and more than 300 properties have been acquired for the project 
A total of 23 buildings will be inaugurated in the first phase, ANI reported. However, according to the project's architect Bimal Patel, the steps in the ghat will take another two months to complete, reported the Hindu. The Kashi Vishwanath corridor is being inaugurated two months before the 2022 Uttar Pradesh Assembly elections scheduled to be held in February-March next year. Meanwhile, Samajwadi Party chief Akhilesh Yadav on Sunday claimed that it was his government that had approved the Kashi Vishwanath corridor. PTI reported. Not just your TV screens. Even newspapers today are rife with pictures of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, with Delhi editions of the Hindustan Times, Times of India, and Indian Express displaying full-page ads commemorating the inauguration of the Kashi Vishwanath corridor. To get a first-hand glimpse of what we at News Laundry say when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Read our media short titled "Kashi Dham Ads in Delhi's." HT carries Yogi's opinion. TOI has Union Minister's article. And we also say that when the public pays, the public is served. So if you want media to serve you, then pay to keep news free. Go to newslaundry.com and subscribe. Indian model Harna Sandhu was crowned the 70th Miss Universe on Monday at a pageant held at Eilat, a resort city in Israel. The 21-year-old model was felicitated by Andrea Miza from Mexico, the previous Miss Universe title holder. Only two other Indians have won the title before Sandhu, actors Lara Dutta in 2000 and Sushmita Sen in 1994. The second position of 2021 Miss Universe pageant was claimed by Paraguay's Nadia Ferreira, while South Africa's Lalela Mswani finished third. Some of the parameters contestants were judged by included traditional displays of national costumes, swimwear, and a series of interview questions to assess their public speaking skills. Sandhu's advice to young women when asked how they should deal with the pressures they face was that they must believe in themselves. Hailing from Chandigarh, Sandhu has won several beauty titles before her Miss Universe win, including the Miss Diva 2021. She was among the top 12 contestants in the Femina Miss India pageant in 2019. She has also starred in Punjabi movies. The death toll from the multiple tornadoes that hit the United States over the weekend has risen to 80 in Kentucky alone. Andy Bashir, the state's governor, said on Sunday. He added that the count of statewide casualties from the disaster is likely to surpass 100. BBC reported. The tornado event is said to be the most devastating ever in the state's history. President Joe Biden has declared a major federal disaster in Kentucky and ordered federal aid to be made available to the hardest-hit areas. Rescue workers have been at work scouring debris for survivors while teams distributed water and generators to the residents. More than 300 members of the National Guard were on duty going door to door and removing debris. But according to authorities on Sunday, hopes of finding those missing alive have dwindled as no one has been found alive since Saturday morning. The tornado created havoc in Mayfield, Kentucky, destroying a candle factory and the fire and police stations of the town. 110 people were at the candle factory at the time of the disaster. 8 have been confirmed dead and another 8 still missing. The casualties are fewer than what was initially feared according to a company spokesperson of the candle factory. Across Mayfield, homes were flattened, roofs were missing, giant trees uprooted and street signs mangled. Al Jazeera journalist Heidi Zo Castro reported from Central Mayfield and said, "There's destruction as far as the eye can see." William Gallus, a professor of meteorology at Iowa State University, said that the path of destruction left by the tornadoes could be the longest ever recorded. Al Jazeera reported, If confirmed that this path is about 370 kilometers long, he said, it could set a world record for the longest tornado track, beating a record that has stood for almost 100 years. US President Joe Biden informed the press that he would ask the Environmental Protection Agency 
to examine what role climate change may have played in fueling the storms that caused the series of tornadoes. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.